Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. Ready for some good news? With a cash-out refinance from Quicken Loans, you can quickly and easily put some of the equity in your home to good use by paying off a lot of that high-interest credit card debt. A great way to take cash out is with our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN to learn how taking cash out with a 30-year fixed mortgage might be the right solution for you. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? Your ears do not deceive you. You are listening to Socially Acceptable, starring AJ of uh, AJ Presents the Greater Good and Splash Jordan of The Verdict Podcast. AJ, how you doing today? Man, you know, I can't complain. The world of on-demand audio has been kind to me. It's been daunting. It's zapped me up all my energy and strength, but it's worth every second of it sometimes. Some Right, right. About a third of the time, it's worth every second. You just hit a milestone, which I'm a little jelly. I'm definitely peanut butter and jealous. Yeah, okay. you, you definitely just hit a milestone um, in front of me, and I want to hear all about it. So um, why don't you tell the folks, you know, what you did recently, what you accomplished recently, and uh, how that worked out for you. Well, since this show is about the, the content appearing on everyone's social media page, this, that, and the third, and how we feel about it, and the subculture that goes within it, if you follow me on any platform, Facebook or Instagram, anything like that, you cannot avoid the amount of advertising and marketing I did for my live show. So whenever I was asked, oh, man, I'm pumped about your show. When is it again? What time does it start? Like, I only post it on the Internet 500 times a day. True. But, but it's love at the end of the day. It's love. We had February 23rd. I did a live version of my show at the upstairs at Tiber Creek Pub. And, man, you want to talk about work. For those of you aspiring podcasters who want to do a live show, uh, you cannot do enough preparation at least 70% of what you think is going to go right is not going to go the way you picture it. And it's very time-consuming and very expensive, but it was, it was a great moment in my life that I will carry with me forever. And saying that um, you can't be prepared for, what, what are some things that, uh, that didn't go right for you? I realized we put so much, because you got to think we've done, myself and Benjamin on my respective show, AJ Prince, a great good found on iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, and now Spotify. Nice. Uh, we've done countless, countless shows. I think we're up in the 70s, if not the 80s at this point in the show. Myself and my co-host, Benjamin, can do a show blindfolded, really. So that was the part we focused the least on, and we focused the most on, you know, sound check, levels. Um, positioning, set, putting the set up as we see fit, promotional items, advertisers. The thing we worked the least on was the mechanics of the show. And we quickly realized as the show started, not that it was bad. Uh, I'm honestly the one who complained the most about it when it was over. Uh, there were no do-overs. There was no editing out dead space. Right. There was, there was no, what were we supposed to talk about again? Once the mics turned on, I realized that I had done everything else to prepare for it, but this, I was like, we should have worked on this way more. We had a general outline of what we were going to talk about, when in reality, we should have had a very in-depth outline of what we were going to 
talk about. Okay, okay. So, as a a person who's very comfortable, not only getting on stage and talking in front of people, but also hosting a podcast, I too thought like, okay, I have a very general outline of what the show's gonna uh, be about. Hearing that lets me know I, I, I need to, you know, it lets other people who want to have a live show know you need to know exactly, you know, do your preparation and your research. This is not the episode to skip preparation. Like and I, research. Like, yeah, like I'm a prep hound. Like I'm right. I have a notebook specifically for live for my show and your show where I'm constantly jotting down things, ideas, things I want to talk about. My co-host is more of a fly by the seat of the pants. He's never truly come to the table unprepared before, but you can tell that I'm the quarterback in this thing, and he kind of feeds off of it, and we go back and forth organically. Right. I made it clear to him, like, do not show up here without having something prepared. This is not an off-the-cuff situation. He brought it. As much of trash as I talk about General Ben on the show, all jokes aside, he brought it 110%. Nice, nice, nice. Um, which I expected him to do. When you're the host of a show, people get comfortable, especially if you're the host of the show and the show is successful and you kill it as the quarterback, people get comfortable letting you be the quarterback. 100%. Yeah. 100%. They, they get comfortable letting you be the quarterback. Because I had to have, you know, I've had to have that talk as well. Like, hey, look, I mean, you don't have to. I don't expect you to know the things that I know or be interested in those, but just show up with a, a, a quandary that you had on your mind. Of course. One of quandary, course. one conundrum that dumbfounded you this week, then you thought, hey, that might be a good idea to bring it up on the show. Like, you know, in the in the seven days that we've seen each other, has nothing occurred that, yes. you, that you thought might be, you know, pertinent to talk about. So, Or as far as the energy levels, when, when, you come, when it comes to a live show, energy is almost the most paramount thing the show will be built around. Content is almost secondary to energy because you are very literally entertaining a live crowd. Not a, I'll download this when I'm in the mood to listen right. to it, where it's going to be the most palatable. Not a I'll pause it because I'm going to be distracted and come back to it when it has my undivided attention. No, right. no. you have people in front of you. You have their undivided attention. You have to make it worth their time to keep their attention and keep them entertained. So the best advice I can give you, casual Royce, Noah Neek, if you are listening, if Jordan's microphone were to hypothetically go out in the middle of the show, your energy you bring to the show has to be so hungry and you have to be so in attack mode that if Jordan's mic stopped working, you could take over the show. Not saying you will, but that's the type of energy you need to bring to keep these people captive. If my mic stops working, I'm immediately snatching the mic from Casual Royce, and then I'll, go, I'll snatch the mic from uh, Noanique in that order. So, and have one of them deal with the mic that doesn't work. Because, uh, I mean, but I'm bringing, you know, yeah, I've got a DJ, and he's going to do, you know, he's going to have all the equipment. They got mics and stuff there, but I'm bringing all my stuff, too, just so that, cool. yeah, there's a backup mixer, backup mics. Everything you need, I have a backup right here. There's no, you know, oh, got to run to the car. No, none of that. Got to go to the, the, the Best Buy. So, um. Casual, casual Royce needs to be aggressive, Royce. You know, um, Casual Royce, he's more of a guest. He's more of a uh, guest host than a co-host. Okay. He's on a full-time, it's on a full-time gig. Right, role. right. So, so no, Nike is really the one whom, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm really preparing her because she's already told me on more than one occasion, even before I had a live show playing that she was a little timid on stage. Okay. All right. This is the, yeah, this is a, you, you need that your personality, your personality needs to be on 
full display. Yes. You do not need to be back. You do not need to be background sound. We are both standing at the forefront. Right. Right. Oh man. I, uh, overall, the experience. You oh, like- second to none, man. Second to none. Uh, the best advice I got from someone was as stressed as you might feel about this, buddy. Remember, this is at the end of the day a fun, cool thing you're doing with your friends, and then just let destiny take over from there. Right. Don't once the once it actually starts and the mics are the mics are hot. Have fun with your friends, entertain people, and you'll worry about the rest after it's over. Right, and I'm actually cheating a little bit, uh, for for just to kind of you know explain to listeners, I'm one of the podcasters looking forward to have a live show, and I actually have one planned for April third. So I'm um. You know, all these things you're telling me, I'm soaking up. I'm actually cheating a little bit because uh, you guys kind of just did it on your own. There was no, yeah, there was 110%, baby, self-financed, organic from the the ground up. Right. Well, and you guys were the only, you know, people, you know, doing, participating, like on the stage. But me, I've kind of enlisted some other guys, some seasoned performers. That way, you know, no one can leave saying like they didn't have a good time. Maybe you didn't like the comedian or maybe you didn't like my podcast. But, you know, we've got musical guests. We've got spoken word artists. We have um, YouTube people in the building. So it's it's I'm hoping for a summit of, of different people who enjoy all those things. So, um. That's that's dope though. When how are you feeling about the next one? Oh, the next one. Everyone keeps asking about the next one. I've I have not even addressed the next one. The venue told me they are more than down if I want to do it again. And all the parties involved said so they're more than down. It's gonna be you talk about rest? I needed rest when it was over. Like I, I took a week off from posting uh social media content. I took a week off from everything and just let the situation rest for a second it took we were doing show prep every weekend for the first for six weekends leading into this me and my co-host and the awesome guys who were on the staff john oregon who ran sound and my boy jonathan mcknight who had a lot of input as far as lighting goes he has he has a, he has a theater background he also was the photog for the show uh, he, those, those pictures are coming soon these are professional level pictures he took uh, guy was second to none, and we all just spent six Saturdays or six weekends. All of us, some of us, a few of us, in some case, or some cases, just me and Ben getting on the same page. And yeah, man, everyone was really happy when it came out. I'm a perfectionist. I think that's why I'm unhappy, and it was my first time. But the next one, I don't know. It will come, but it will be very different, and the dynamic will be different. But there will be next one. I don't know when. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, okay. So, um, did you want to? Uh, did you have more on your, on your live show? Or did you, or were you ready to jump into these topics? Uh, we can revisit if need be, but I, we got some topics. There's a lot happened since we last talked to each other. A lot. Well, not since we last talked, but since we last had an episode, a lot has happened. Yes, and not, and it's not just that it's happened. It's the idiots in our life and the way they shared what way it happened. That's really what's happened is that the idiots in our life have really like, I don't know what they were on, but it was like a lot of idiots in my life kind of just ramped up the, uh, you know, the idiocracy. Idiocracy. Well, I mean, uh, I've got some self roastings and I know you've got some doozies. It's wherever you want to start, my friend. Well, before I start with the doozy, I want to talk about something that has captivated my timeline for at least the last 
week, week and a half. And that is, especially if you're a parent, um, I, I, I get that, uh, you know, but everyone has young people in their life that they care about, you know, so um, it was a serious thing initially. And that was this uh, Momo character. Momo, who is a caricature of a Japanese sculpture, was edited into some kid videos and placed on YouTube and in sections in ways that would attract the child to watch the video. However, Momo was edited into it starts off as like a basically it's like a game that young people were playing. Momo would was in these videos and would tell you to download WhatsApp and then you know, you, you're communicating with Momo and Momo would tell you to do things or she'll find you. Um, they'll try to like, you know, FaceTime call you. It, it's kind of like a a new take on a Bloody Mary slash Candyman type of thing. Right. So Jesus. Right. But it's like the 2018 version because it's added technology into it. So instead of now standing in a dark bathroom, looking, you know, looking like an idiot, whispering Candyman two and a half times before you ran out and pretend like you said it all three times. It's like, OK, now, you know, you, you can communicate with it. And so that actually happened last year. And it was like a thing. And I guess people, you know, were like, hey, you know, that's kind of creepy. You know, you got you can't put, you know, this in kids videos telling them to like, you know, eat razors and cut their wrists. You know, I mean, it, it, it the whole thing is pretty hokey. You know, like if, if I'm a kid and I'm watching this, I'm like, mm, no, I'm not going to take a razor and can cut my wrist. But, you know, children are impressionable, even though there's been no con- there's been no confirmed incidences regarding children and you know the, the said videos but for some reason it popped back up and people are just now feeling the outrage about something that was actually taken care of like six to eight months ago and people the, those people on my timeline you know the first thing i thought i'm not a parent jordan i know you are a parent i i however am not the people the, the people i know on my facebook timeline who are speaking out against it and sharing the info and this that and the third like oh you're those people who just stick a tablet in your kid's face to shut them up, huh? Right, right. <laughs> you're those people. Right. You know, you're upset because, you know, now you have to actually monitor what they're watching, you know, when they're on the, the tablet for hours and hours and hours. And I always, you know, say to myself, like, when I was a kid, I didn't have a tablet. Now, yeah. True, I did have gaming consoles, and I did spend hours and hours and hours in front of gaming consoles, but, um, I mean... I, I don't think that there's anything. I mean, the way that we consume um, our entertainment is different. So if your child is on a tablet, yes, fine, whatever. Watching YouTube videos and that's the way that they're, you know, consuming entertainment, fine. But, you know, any, I, I you know, when I spoke to my kids about it, I was like, you know, that's not real, right? You know, no one can come do anything, you know, over here. Like that person, you know, if, if first of all, don't talk to people you don't know via the internet, like, you know, just don't, you don't do, like, if you instill some basic values and some basic common sense into your children. Yes, brain cells, instill brain cells. Yeah, you know, put a book in front of their face every now and then, they'll have the common sense to say, like, you know, take a sharp object and, and, and drag it across my wrist, but wouldn't that, first of all, where would I even get a, a sharp object from? Because most of them are out of my reach, and if you're talking about, you know, Things that I've already got my ass cut for, I'm not touching that again. Like, I, cause I already know what's gonna happen. Like, you know, my parents are gonna get pissed off, and I'm gonna get a beating. Like, one of the videos, it was like, turn the stove on, but don't tell anybody. Like, at my house, 
you will get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. Yeah, at my house, like, it, it's, if we're being honest, it's already happened. Like, yeah, and there's going to be some type of backlash, like, oh my God, you're, you, you would hit your kid. But yes. our options are punching them in the face or burning down the house. Or burning if down the house. If you're really considering burning down the house as an option over punching the kid in the face, you're the reason why we can't have nice things anymore. Exactly. My kids know you will get fucked up. Like, yes, you earned it. Yeah, you you will get physically assaulted with these hands, not with these, you know, objects, with these hands for doing something stupid. So that just, you know, uh, I mean, I won't, I will admit, at, at first I was like, you know, wow, that's, you know, that's kind of disturbing. But once I did some research into it, I was just like, look, we got to research things, man. Like, the time for sharing without researching has to come to an end. Like, at least read the article, do some critical thinking for yourself instead of just regurgitating what you heard on Johnny's post or on uh fucking um Lillian's post or Loquacious post or whatever. Whoever you saw it from, you know, just be like, Hey, look, you know, did you read that or did you just read the headline and then share it? Yeah, dear everyone on my timeline, so when I'm at Chili's or a Walmart or something like that, one of your kids won't shut the fuck up, you're that parent who just jams some inanimate tablet phone in their face to occupy them, and they become a little zombie for the next 20 minutes. If that video carries that type of bearing in your household, whether you want to admit it or not, people on my Facebook newsfeed, you're that parent. If, if tablets have that type of power over your parenting, what have you done? You're right. part of the problem. Right. You are part. I would name names on my timeline, but there's too many. We like it would be a whole segment. Right. So many people on my timeline. Like, right. Everyone be aware of this. Like if your kid spends more time in front of a tablet than they do with you yourself, spending time with you, then you're part of the problem. Right. Right. Because the person distributing that video knows how many kids you know that there's so many kids who just sit in front of the tablet, sitting on YouTube and. You know, I'm just like, how does this even work? Because, you know, if my my four-year-old daughter doesn't can't even reach the stove, number one. Yes. So she can't turn the stove on and burn the house down. And my 12-year-old son knows, or 13-year-old son knows, like, okay, if I leave the stove on, I'm going to get in big trouble. So, you know, Momo doesn't work for either one of them. I'm like, who are the – and literally it hasn't worked for anyone. Like, it, it, it's never worked for anyone. It's like, you know, it would be the same thing if, like, parents in the 90s were, like, you know, afraid of, you know, some entity reaching through dark bathroom mirrors and snatching their kids up. <laughs> Tell your kids, don't yes. play Candyman, because they might could get snatched up through the mirror. Like, yeah, if I catch you playing with it, I'm going to snatch you up <laughs> here, here in real life. Right. Yeah. This, if, yeah. You try to, if you're trying to get snatched up so bad, son, I'll snatch you up. Will that make you feel better? Right. Right. Will that make you that you got snatched up because I can do it <laughs> and I will do it. Ultimately, it seems like it's your goal. Right. I will snatch you up whenever you would like. If that's what it means to you. <laughs> I'm available 24 hours a day to snatch you up. Right. So. That's all I got on that. You know, parents, just come on, man. Use your common sense. Like, you know, you shouldn't let your kids see you breaking down and falling apart over, you know, a video <laughs> or, you know, or something, you know, idiotic like that. Like, you know, my daughter is so laser tuned into what she's watching. If she's watching My Little Ponies in a video, like a, if we're in the car and on a long car ride and she's watching the iPad and watching her little My Little Ponies. 
if Momo tried to interrupt My Little Pony, she's not going to watch that. She's going to hit the next button. Like, you know, next. Or, you know, she's going to skip. You know, like, we can't praise our children for being so smart to use technology, but then pretend like they're, you know, stupid. And, you know, can't yeah, help us. They have to blindly do what instruct what they're instructed to yeah, do. Yeah, like, come on. Uh, I guess that's this generation's version of don't try this at all. Remember when that was a thing? Right. Well, that was a thing, though. That was a thing. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, and Momo, if I'm trying to enjoy some true detective on HBO or Westworld or Game of Thrones and you interrupt my video, I'll snatch you up. I mean, I've already challenged Momo. Look, if you want to, if you want a problem, Momo, Interrupt Jon Snow. Interrupt Jon Snow and what <laughs> yeah. he got going on. I dare You'll you. Be sn- like, I'll snatch you up, tie you up, and turn the stove on in your house and walk the hell out. Right. Like, interrupt uh, Tiana Trump or a uh, Riley Reed doing her thing in one of my videos, and there's a oh. huge problem coming your way, Momo. Like, I promise and, you. Like, I will take several sharp objects to your ass. Exactly. Much, much like you've instructed the children to do. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah. So, Momo, who's already on the way out, I, I anticipate we'll be done hearing about Momo uh, by the end of next week. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, Jordan, I mean, can't we see what's going on here? There's always a bigger story that the government's trying to deflect from. Momo's clearly 6'9 in disguise. Very clearly, he's six nine with the Walker masks from this season of Walking Dead, where they're wearing the dead skin, the dead skin or whatever it is. It's six nine in disguise. It's clear. Is that what they're doing? You know, I haven't seen Walking Dead since uh, Chandler Riggs got out of there. Like, I literally could not stop shedding tears from my eyes. I can't yeah, do that's it. That's a place where we are. We are totally different. I was so happy he finally died. I just couldn't even take it. He's the worst character the show ever had. I hate him so much. I'm glad he's gone. Oh, the show's terrible now. It's absolutely god awful. But I'm one of those people. I can't abandon things. I'm a finisher. I have to finish things. Not only is he gone, but Rick. You think I would watch The Walking Dead and there's no Rick? Like, what? Am I- We've been over the Rick departure. You want to talk about crying? You're coming over bitch ass Carl? Carl? That's why I don't even want to see it. I don't want to see it. I remember the episode where the zombies stormed the prison and uh, this, there was like Daryl had got caught in between like three zombies and it looked like they had grabbed him. Yeah. I started weeping. I thought he was dead. I literally. Yeah in my mind Rick, thought he was dead and started weeping. Rick went out like a G. I can't stress it enough. He went out like a complete G. They, he went out like only Rick Grimes could go out. But I, you talk about spoiling things. The fact that that got spoiled so AMC had to steer into the skid and promote it as the final season of Rick Grimes because someone spoiled it. Well, he himself confirmed it that he that it was Yeah, him. it was him. Yeah, he, yeah I think he, you know, I think, and I, I'm kind of glad he did because if that had caught me off guard, man, I was going straight up to AMC. I was going straight to AMC. Like, how dare you? I was going straight to AMC. dying, but the show needs to end. It did me like, badly. It does need to end. It needs to end. I mean, those people are being offered so many other things. You know, I mean, they've been doing this for 10 years now. You know what I'm saying? Walking Dead is in its 10th season, I think, right? Or 9th? 10th or 9th. AMC, you can't say you haven't experienced intergalactic success. Intergalactic. It was the number one show on television for at least five seasons. 
Yeah, I frequently go to, even though I'm personally not enjoying it, much like my trolling, I go to the Walking Dead page to read the comments to tell the people who are telling the world how they're not going to watch it anymore. Because, you know, we're all hanging on pins and needles to know that you're not watching it anymore, Bob from Nebraska. Right, right. So, um... (laughs) Dying to know. Right. So, uh... I don't even know how we got on The Walking Dead, but I know that you now you because you kind of touched on a, 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 a issue that was interesting that Momo was being used as a distraction. I thought that you were going to say that the the uh, the self roastings that Momo was supposed oh. Momo was supposed to be distracting us from the self roastings. Oh, Momo, think about it. Best case scenario, let's say Momo did come for you, kids. If he was in a pair of poorly constructed Nikes, I have a chance. There's a chance that he might not make it from point A to point B. Right. Do we think See, those Momo Nikes... Has distra- Momo has distracted these kids in the sweatshop, and that's why these Nikes are being made post-haste, and there's a, there's a, distinct, there's a distinct ignoring of quality. Right. They're so scared. Zion, you can thank Momo for this, quite frankly, because it started in it started in Japan, correct? Right. Well, yeah, the statue um, was was made by a Japanese sculptor. You got your answers right there, folks. Momo's distracting these sweatshop kids. That's exactly Momo. They're implanting Momo into the sweatshop kids training videos, like you know, just take they a razor, <laughs> take a razor, and cut the shoe. You know, it doesn't matter which one. Just cut I the picture, shoe. I picture a bunch of eight-year-olds at orientation for the Nike sweatshop, and there's an instructional video. They pop in the cassette. <laughs> right, so you've decided to dedicate your life to to the sweatshop. <laughs> Welcome to Nike Sweatshop. We will all. Oh God! <laughs> oh man, that's a thing though. We're laughing, but that's a thing. There's definitely yeah. a Nike sweatshop somewhere, and children are being paid pennies a day to con- con- poorly construct, you know, shoes for Zion. Or or the elderly one, an elderly woman breastfeeding a small child and sewing a Nike sweatshirt at the same time with her spare hand. That is crazy to even think about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the truth. But these self roast things, guys. I take very little pleasure as I do when I research sports teams who are in precarious situations are just downright downtrodden who are lashing out at the world. But in some cases, their own team after a poor performance. Uh, expectations have not been met or they're just genuinely disappointed in self roastings. I had to visit the Duke fan page as we are alluding to a certain, a certain Nike company created a certain shoe that disintegrated on national television in the, the most pivotal moment. And as a consumer, how could you look at Nike the same after that? Don't give it. I don't ball, but I can't ignore the fact that this shit just exploded on national television. Well, and I, and I'm not like the hugest, like, fan of college basketball but i thought that he was like this man of uh you know hulk-like proportions like i thought that he he's like a little he's basically like the new lebron and and lebron is like a wall of muscle he's like you know not he's he you know i mean there's there's mandingo and then there's fucking some other creature of black man that's you know a huge hulking creature with wide shoulders He's LeBron. 
slightly less on the finesse, heavier on the power game. Right. Like a supernova designed to destroy anything in his path. Right. As opposed to he's not going to pull up a three in your face playing the point. Right. That's just not going to happen. Right. He, he's got more steam and more power behind his engine than most do. Yes. So, Death and destruction in the post. Right. And as an avid, avid Nike um, you know, that that's my go to was just a pair of Nikes. Um I you know, I'm looking at them like, okay, well you you should know that some of the people wearing your shoes most people wearing your shoes are doing so for the aesthetic, but the shoe is actually designed to perform a certain kind of way. So you might wanna yeah. You might want to like investigate that, you know, because those shoes, I'm sure, for any regular kid, would have cost 150, 180 dollars. I mean, that's too much money to be spending. First of all, they were Paul George signature shoes, so yeah, those aren't cheap. But I'm wondering if there wasn't some sabotage. You know, no one said anything. Sabotage. We told you it was Momo. Momo, right, 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 right. (laughs) It all comes back to Momo. It definitely all comes back to Momo. She's definitely like a sneaky little bitch. But back back to these self-roastings. Moments after the game when the Duke faithful were really setting in on this L they weren't prepared to take. It's not that this is the greatest comment I read, but the timing couldn't have been any worse. Quote from Jay Myers, 0923, J-M-Y-E-R-S, 0923 on Instagram. Quote, I'd rather have Zion in a wheelchair out there instead of Jack White. And this was and this was uh, really hit me close to home because as I discovered this comment and I found it amusing, I went to verbalize it and share it with my lovely wife. And as I was opening my mouth, a man in a wheelchair pulled up next to us at the restaurant. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and save that one. Because <laughs> had I spouted that out carelessly – what a next level asshole I would look like right about now. Right, that's good, true. Good God, that would have been bad. Yeah, you could. Yeah, best best to save that one. That definitely bet, better to save that one. Uh, and naturally, what would self roastings be if we didn't visit our friends on Broadway? Come on, baby, New York, New York. We gotta talk about the Knicks. <laughs> uh, For those of you who Knicks, didn't hear last episode, Knicks fans should be happy. happy. Yeah, yes. And of course, Nick Spence's happiness is based around losing. Why is this a reoccurring theme? Losing is the central focus of the Knicks 24 hours a day. They feel like their success is also based on now more losing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Losing is the central three, central theme of the New York Knicks at all times. Even, and, even in, um, like, uh, film and media, they still lose. They don't even win in the movies. <laughs> no, they need dogs. They need women. They need all kinds of things to help them win. Right. Uh, uh, as written by Daryl Joseph, twenty three, D A R E A L J O S E P H twenty three on Instagram. <clears throat> Even Samuel Jackson told Spike Lee, all caps, in the middle of the Oscars, the Knicks finally won a game. <laughs> this is on the New York Knicks page, folks. The new if you want to be entertained by people in a state of catastrophe, delusional, angry, or irrationally happy, the New York Knicks Instagram page I just could not suggest more. For someone to go check out. People who don't know if they're coming or going. They don't know if they want the team to win or not. They either hate the players 
on the team that want new ones or irrationally love the ones that aren't playing particularly well and are delusional. Right. It's crazy. The New York, and there's obviously the tank for Zion campaign. Like, you're the Knicks. You know how this goes. You're not getting Kevin Durant. You're not getting Zion. You're not getting old boy from Boston. You're not getting Kyrie. It's not happening. You're the Knicks. Well, here's what I say. The Knicks have cleared up a bunch of money. They always clear up a bunch of money because they spend a bunch of money on players who aren't worth a bunch of money they get rid of them. This is true. However, they had a whole bunch of players on the roster that they owed a lot of money to, and those players are now gone. So they are in a position. If they can convince one star to come there for a bunch oh. of money, sure. they can get them, bro. They can, you know Jordan, what? We can edit. We can edit exactly what you're saying right now at this point in time, and insert it at this exact same part of the season for the New York Knicks from now to the next fifty years, and it would be applicable every single time. I don't think so, man. I think that 2020, I expect to see a playoff contender. I said playoff contender. You know, just that's, that's just going to the playoffs. Jordan. Even that's crazy. <laughs> I just said Even, they're gonna remember the year, when they made the playoffs with Melo that one time and threw then had the confetti drop from the ceiling because they didn't get swept. I believe they even made the playoffs with a losing record. They didn't even have a winning record. Right. Well, the East is, was a lot less competitive than it is now, so the East is going to be tougher. Um, but uh, LeBron is gone. So that takes out, you know, so th- that leaves oh, room. Oh, LeBron, LeBron is gone indeed. Indeed, though. He's gone, Jeez. gone. He's, he, he doesn't even seem interested in basketball anymore. He No, because he's into doing so many other things. He's really only playing basketball as a means to fund his other big business ventures. And may I say... I know this has not been the most uh, centralized episode we've ever done of this because we have yet to name a lot of people by name. We've just been talking about current events. But if you're LeBron, at what point are you just like, enough? I am so stupid, laughably nuclear rich. Why am I even doing other things anymore? This isn't a guy who landed one big contract, has $23 million, and can just live his life on his own terms. No, 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 no. This man essentially has billions in assets. Like, just stop doing stuff. Just, just fall, fall off the. You know, I am. I'm the kid who sits at my kid's high school basketball game, and I go to Bermuda when I'm bored. That's true. Now, you mentioned a name, right? So, if you want a name, I got a name for you. In fact, I have a. Let's let's, let's name names. We haven't been derogatory nearly enough this episode. Well. I have a name for you. Damn, I forgot to save the link with her name on it. Hold on one second. Yep, there it is. Uh, Yeah, there it is. Uh, Yes. So, I have a name for you. Brittany Zamora. Does that name sound familiar to you? Not at all, but I would love to hear what Brittany Zamora has done to contribute to your timeline. All right, so, well, Brittany Zamora is was a teacher, 27-year-old teacher um, living in 
she's living in Arizona. What part of Arizona? It doesn't say. Um, but she's living in Arizona, okay? Brittany Zamora, 27-year-old married teacher. You follow me? I, I'm on board. She is accused of sexually abusing a 13-year-old student. Actually, I do know who you're talking about. Yeah, news. I did see this on I did see this on my respective timeline. Yes, right. So, um, and we've seen teachers, man and woman teachers, sexually assault kids before. So that part to me wasn't a doozy. Um, her being married. That part to me wasn't the doozy. Her being tw- um, her being twenty seven, ex- and him being thirteen, that to me wasn't the doozy. I'm excited to hear this doozy. Her having sex with this thirteen year old in front of another student. All right. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's not the doozy. Jesus. The doozy. You might think that I'm referring to some gargoyle. Quasimodo looking person. Jordan, was she stealing like government secrets? Like, what's the doozy? The doozy really, an audio demand doesn't do it justice. I can't wait to post this on our social media page. Um, social, uh, socially acceptable, uh, shaking my damn head on Instagram. The doozy was how she looked. That's the doozy of all of this, is how she looked. So she wasn't goon level. She was not goon level. The doozy is how attractive she is and how ugly she isn't. And why are you having sex with a 13-year-old? Like, oh. she, Yeah, she's not uh, unattractive in, in the least bit. In fact, she's married and she looks like, you know, um, an experienced lovemaker. Yet here you are with a 13-year-old. And you're so bold that you're having sex with him in front of another 13-year-old. Which is just freak-level expert. At school. That's insane. That's insane. It's like, why are you doing this? Why? You don't got to do that no more. And not only if that wasn't bad enough, they released text messages between the student and the teacher. And, I mean, I got to, you know... We always say, like, you know, we praise the student in this situation. But I got to give it up to the young sir because, you know, he, like, his game, his talk game was crazy. He was just like, you know, uh, that wasn't enough for me. You know, I'm ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to be with you full time. You know, I, I, I want to do X, Y, and Z. You think this teacher was trying to downplay it? Nope. She was like, you know, I want you inside me. I want you all the time, baby. You know, you effed me so good. Da, 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 da. And um, what happened, basically, the way she got caught was the boy's parents, I think, uh, they may have had, were alerted that something was going on. And then they went and investigated his phone and then turned the phone over to the authorities. Damn. Right. So... You know, rule number one, you got to clear your, you know, your messages. You got to do that. From what I hear, that's allegedly the move to make in those situations. I mean, you know, if you're doing dirt, doesn't in, in any situation that you don't want people to find out about, you should probably, you know, go ahead and erase those messages. Even if you're making shady business deals, 
don't save the messages where you confirm the shady business deals. But if you now on my on my Facebook page with this because I know exactly who this is. There was the usual outrage from the ladies, as, as you would expect, and then there was the false outrage from all the the gentlemen I knew who were all thinking false the exact outrage. same thing. False outrage. <laughs> yeah, thinking the exact same thing, and I can't. I feel bad because I can't name them by name because there was a. Remember the Amber Rose picture she took about four years ago when her and Wiz Khalifa broke up, where she was essentially wearing some kite string as a bikini. I think so. And built, and she was bent over the balcony. Yeah, I think I have seen that picture. This ge- this gentleman wrote something. A man I know. I can't call him out, but I wish I could. He's a supporter of the show, actually. Just wrote, this is this is what makes me sick. This is exactly why she can't keep no man. And I was so disgusted by him that I DM'd him like, look, I get it. You're a married man. You got three kids. Do you really believe this Mickey Mouse bull job you just posted later? I was like, man, hell no. I taxed that ass out. You crazy? I got I to gotta keep up appearances for my wife. Of course. And listen, I mean, look, as disgusting Red as Harris. that sounds, that's the, that's truth. You know, like this, I'm this man was this man is posting red herring Facebook statuses to throw his wife off the trail. Hey, I mean, you know, he just wants to prove that he's, you know, respects dignity and he respects class. But yeah, if Amber Rose came to that man, if she came to any person, nine times out of ten, you know, she's gonna get what she wants. Cartoon style where the steam is shooting out of his ears. He's hitting himself on the head with a mallet. Right. You know, his his eyes bulge out of, you know, his head in the shape of hearts, like, you know, Auga, Auga. There's a submarine. Yeah, willing to leave his family in the dust and never be heard from ever again. Hey, it happens. It happens. It definitely happens. So, Brittany Zamora, yeah, she provided the doozy for this episode. Um, The whole thing was just disturbing, like, because I just thought to myself, like, damn, when I was a 13-year-old kid in school, all my teachers were old, and they were out of shape, and they were not looking at me, and they were not giving me no rhythm. No, no. And I'm I'm like, you know, in fact, I stumbled across an article that had, that listed 100 women who had had, who were teachers and had sexually assaulted a young boy. What some people don't know is, Jordan, I know some of your teachers. And when when we get off of this uh, call, I will tell you a story about one of your teachers who is not the one you're thinking of, who is not your coach. But a story that will blow your mind about one of your very own teachers. Uh, I've got a couple stories about one of my teachers. Um, I wonder if it's the same teacher. Um, but we'll talk. I wouldn't want to name her. I wouldn't want to throw her under the bus because she's not doing anything but providing a service to the community. Oh, indeed, <laughs> indeed she is. Yeah, so I would definitely not throw her under the bus. You know, she's going to keep on doing her thing. Giving back to the community like you wouldn't believe. Right. So that was the, um. The, uh, I think you had uh, one other thing. Yes. Uh, it wasn't anything specific. I just needed to name one name. Ben Lisa, as it's spelled on Facebook. B-E-N-L-I-S-A. It is a joint Facebook account between some guy I used to vaguely work with and his wife. Oh, don't you hate those? This, yeah. This isn't a who cheated situation. This was a small town, mouth breathing I have this, yeah. This gentleman cannot go to the gym. And here's the thing. He doesn't Facebook live at the gym. He Facebook lives after the gym to tell us about the gym. 
Like, repeat, not at the gym, which would at least have some form of logic to it, after the gym to tell us how the gym went. Ben, Lisa, and I'm talking, what do you think is a reasonable number of Facebook lives in the course of a week for a civilian? Like, you don't have anything to promote. Um, then I would, uh, I'm okay with two to three times a week. You're, whew, you're okay with that. All right. I'm not watching them, but I'm not mad at it. If your Facebook, in my, in my personal opinion, we have two different positions. In my life, if you're Facebook living two to three times a week and you don't have a product, something that is for sale, something to be consumed, you're on the verge of getting dropped. Like, spoilers, no one cares. Sweet Jesus, nobody cares. I'm going to disagree with you. I think that there are, now me and you don't care, but I think that there is a, a growing population of people who are consuming their entertainment through live videos. Much in a way like, you and I don't sit on YouTube all day, right? Yeah. But there are people who do sit on YouTube. There are people who watch YouTube, and they know who these people are, but they don't know who Jon Snow is or who um, Rick Grimes is. So they have no clue of traditional television. They're only watching YouTube videos. I think that there is a growing population of people who only consume live entertainment. Now, it has to be entertaining, yes, but I think that there's I think there's a growing market for that. Show me a weight. If we're here talking about weights, let me see the weight get lifted. I may lift the weight myself. Like something. Anyway, don't tell us about how you lifted the weights post haste after the fact. That's true though. I mean That's crazy. That is true. Like if you're gonna be talking about the gym, maybe go live, you know At the gym. At the gym. Fuck it. If you're going live, why not just go live at the gym? You know, but no. the the thing about it, too, is, you know, maybe he's trying to respect the people who are at the gym. I guess. I feel like you have, like, why don't you add Ben Lisa so you can be part of, as per people with no social media acumen or decorum, of course he's public. Of course he's public. <laughs> of course, because he wants everybody to watch those videos. You know the rules of people who have no social media decorum. They have the inability to put their account on private. So now, if it were me though, I would probably go live before the gym. If I'm gonna do anything not at the gym, I'd go live before and talk about you know I'm um, getting pumped up because that that has its 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 you know that could pump up somebody else to get ready to work out. But if I uh, I don't want to talk to you after you just worked out, you're probably short on breath and you probably look like a, a mess. And let's get one thing straight as well. This gentleman. Does not look like the type of man who is who's training to power lift. This gentleman, <laughs> this gentleman, I'm trying to think of an. It looks the man looks like Momo. If we're being honest. Oh my god. The man looks like Momo with a prepubescent body attached. You don't think that? Because you know what's crazy. Have you ever seen Momo and Ben Lisa at the same place at the same time? Before I before <laughs> I made the mistake of adding him on Facebook. I was convinced he had never been on the internet before, let alone he was Momo. Okay, so I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it's crazy because you've never seen those two people together. You know, the one is you, you see one, but you never see the other. So we might have to investigate that. We might need to do some investigative research where we are unmasking Momo. Unmasking Momo. I'm telling you, it's going to be 6'9". That is officially my guess. It's Takashi 6'9". 
Unmasking Momo. That sounds like a lifetime docuseries for that ass. Unmasking Momo. It's just a sit-down interview with Momo <laughs> where the face has been all distorted. Like, what made you want to hurt kids? Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, I, hurt people. <clears throat> I, it was a way of me turning my own abuse onto others. Do you regret what's happened to you? Oh, very much so. Very much so. And the pending criminal case, like, I just hope the court sees that I'm a really good person and I've changed. <laughs> oh, man, I'm totally going to interview Momo. I am totally. Have you, <laughs> you ever seen the interview? Uh, the movie with uh, Seth, Seth Rogen and James. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It is. I slept on it when it was out, but that is a fantastic movie. I watched it the day it came out because there was so much hype around it, and it was great. It lived up to 100%. I think the hype killed it for me, and I did, I just wasn't really feeling it, but I watched it like a week ago, and I was like, you know, home by myself and high out of my mind, and I could not stop laughing. Like, you know, the whole, like, especially when he's like, oh, you know, uh, Katy Perry, and then they were on this fucking helicopter, and he's shooting rockets, and Katy Perry is blasting. That had whoa, 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 whoa. You said you were high out of your mind. Was it like a runner's high from an intense jog? You know, when the endorphins are really hitting you hard? Oh, uh, man. Something was really hitting me hard. But, uh, you know, you could call it a jog. I did jog up the steps, you know, to get into bed and, and bundled up. You know what I'm saying? I think it was one of those highs where you're just um, so tired and you're so comfortable. And then you just, oh. ate, a, you just ate a whole bunch of food, like from cookout. So you were, okay. just like, you were like, man, you know, I feel good. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, man, I feel good. And then I had on a funny movie, and I had never seen it before. That's my favorite, when I'm watching a movie i never seen before, and it kills. And I, I just, nice. I loved it. So, um, in fact, like, I tried to go back and, and, and rewatch it, and I made it through about halfway before I was like, okay, you know, I think I've I got them all out of my system. Like, and I got the laughs and the jokes out of my system. So I'm waiting eagerly to see... My favorite comedy duo, back again. And, and I will say, I almost forgot. I do have to share something. I shared it to our Instagram page, which I will be adding this this uh, month's self roastings to the Instagram page. I took the screenshots, uh, and sometimes the post just. <laughs> <speaks>. <laughs> I'm assuming you just opened your text message. I did. I just looked at a text I got. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've seen Mr. Ben Lisa, do you feel as if he is a man who needs to be weighing out on his workout regimen on a daily basis? Not, certainly not a daily basis. I mean, I'd have to see. Is that a recent picture? Uh, like two th- He says it's 2009, which I promise if I showed you recent, recent, it's not much better. Okay, yeah, because it, it would be different if, like, you know, he was, like, ripped or, like, you know, was on his way. It would be like, oh, you know, cool. But, I mean, nah, not if he, you know, like. It ben, looks like he sits in a classroom that has tennis balls on the chair feet. Ben, take it easy on the lives, okay? That's all we're saying. Just take it easy on the lives. Take it easy and be mindful of what the people want to see, you know? I want you to win, Ben. I do. I want you to win, but you got to take it easy on the lives. But yes, I shared this particular post on, on our Instagram page, which is socially acceptable, S-M-D-H, spelled just like it sounds, socially acceptable, S-M-D-H. Sometimes you don't need context. Sometimes a post's greatness just stands alone. 
And it is what it is. I stumbled across this one on one of our many social media pages. Tactica One Panda, T-A-C-T-I-C-A, number one panda. Just simply showed a picture of him in a drive-thru and wrote, finally, some goddamn chicken fingers. I don't know why I found that so amusing. But this man had been forced to wait out the wait out the satisfaction of chicken fingers far too long, and he just delivers it with such authority. It's like I feel that is worthy of sharing. Damn, some chicken fingers would be on point right now. Yeah, they really would be. God, those sound so good. This, I mean, like chicken for some reason, chicken fingers sounds like the move immediately after this. <laughs> oh yeah, well, a couple different sauces. Like I'm not one of those people. I don't go berserk with sauces. Give me a barbecue. A barbecue. Give me a honey mustard. A honey mustard. Gotta have a honey. Yeah, gotta have a honey mustard. And even though I'm usually opposed to it, I want a ranch. I can live without the ranch. I don't need it. But it, it, it'll be good to switch it up for palate reasons. Right, right. It just kind of, you know, breaks up the, you know, it clears out that barbecue. Now, I have to have barbecue. I think barbecue is optional for me because I can just sub in ketchup. No, you can't. Excuse me? You can't sub in ketchup for barbecue sauce. Are you eating chicken fingers? Are you putting ketchup on your chicken? I'm chicken good. Fingers? I'm my, chicken fingers? Hold on, hold on. Yes. Before before you answer, my finger is hovering over the, the disconnect. Like, are you putting hey. ketchup on chicken hey. fingers? Do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so when you get chicken, you've never dumped a chicken finger in ketchup before? Yes, that's how I know how disgusting it is. What are things like in the former Czech Republic? Because here in America... <laughs> Because here in America, it's perfectly fine to dip chicken fingers no, it is in not. ketchup. Am I saying it's the greatest chicken finger condiment? Absolutely. Find find me one other person who find me one other adult who willingly dumps dunks their chicken into some ketchup. You really want to play this game? I will do it only if you'll update it. I'll update it. I, uh, yeah, we, we're gonna we, we'll 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 spend you know just the just this coming week, just this coming week. We won't you know make this a long drawn out thing. But please find me an adult who's okay dunking their chicken into some ketchup. I find I feel like you were way off with this, and you're about to be blown away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as a kid, you know that was fine. But barbecue sauce is just so much more refined you know it's it's it cannot be replaced with ketchup uh barbecue sauce is interchangeable for me the honey mustard is a requirement i have to have honey mustard and that's great well i don't have to have it but it is delicious it's just as delicious as barbecue sauce but i don't have to have it that's i don't know what to say to you I don't have to have it. I mean, honey mustard, though, like, you, you know, yeah. I mean, for sure. For sure. I mean, honey mustard actually goes on a couple of different things. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But the barbecue sauce is mandatory. Uh, I, how do you not? Look, I'm this not the saying south. Con- We're in the south. I'm not saying other condiments aren't just fine or I would I require ketchup or I need it. It's like standard issue, though. Like, it's part of the deal. It's not part of the deal. If you go someplace and you order chicken fingers, they don't like. I mean, and it's ketchup on the table. But that's for uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. We're 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 gonna have fun with this though. So you know, um, follow us on social media. Socially acceptable. S M D. No S 
SMDH, yeah, SMDH, um, chime in, you know, and let AJ know how wrong he is about putting ketchup on his chicken fingers and how right I am that that is just an absurd thing to do. All right, well, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll submit that. You know, I got my Instagrams set up so I can swap back and forth. So I'll definitely, you know, the post is going up, you know, same day as the episode. So um, today, tomorrow, and then we'll just let that go for the whole week and see how many people are putting ketchup on their chicken fingers. I want to round up all those people together because I got this spaceship that's going to the moon. I want to round up all those people and put them on this spaceship. So, you know, I, I think that <laughs> I, I we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see indeed. I'm already on it. This is appalling. We'll see indeed. So I didn't have anything else, though. Uh, that's all I got on my end. I feel like we've talked about Ben Lisa's quest to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, early 80s edition. Uh, Zion Williamson in a wheelchair is somehow better than the rest of his teammates. Samuel L. Jackson, in the defining moment in Spike Lee's life, has to remind him that the Knicks are abysmal. Momo's coming for your kids and dropping Gummo Part 2. Right. And, and yeah. So, yeah, so look out for... Um, you know, our, our, our survey of, you know, chicken and ketchup and also look up for my upcoming documentary, Unmasking Momo, a 28 part docu-series to air 28 some, parts, 28 parts, 28 parts, Unmasking Momo. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, that that's all I got, Jordan. This this chicken finger situation just got real. It got real. It got real. Okay, then. So, um, if you're rocking with this episode of Socially Acceptable, man, make sure to check us out on uh, iTunes. Uh, iTunes and Spreaker iTunes, Jordan. iTunes and Spreaker and my, my website thehouseofsplash.com there's a link for Socially Acceptable specifically you can listen to all the episodes there and also make sure you're checking us out on uh, Instagram Socially Acceptable SMDH you can follow me personally stalk my internet life on Instagram and Twitter at House of Splash where can they find you? Yeah, you got, oh you guys can totally check me out on iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play uh, or all my platforms now spotify and we can be found on instagram at aj presents the greater good greater spell gr number eight r good we are on instagram and we are on facebook please check us out guys absolutely oh one other thing i am running a contest right now uh, on my uh platform the verdict podcast um it, by the time you're hearing this there should be some time if you're interested you want to go over there and win i'll uh, just play my last episode my newest episode two truths and a con i'm giving away 50 dollars to five people and um you might could be one of them hey well let's do it that sounds like easy money folks who doesn't like easy money right i for one have already participated you're a fool not to on your end right absolutely so um other than that we good hey let's get it you're-